0: After my father died and we moved back here to Massachusetts from Van Horn, Texas, I didn't talk for so I didn't, I don't remember that at all.
1: Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide. Through the darkness. Just a reminder this episode is for educational purposes only and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. My dark abyss of being with a narcissist was hopeless and then I was referred to a therapist. I finally started to realize that I was being abused. This is why I recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. So join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash empath. That's BetterHelp.com forward slash empath. P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. Recovering from PTSD is no easy task. And today in Paths, we're going to talk about what PTSD is, why it happens, and how to heal yourself. PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, which occurs when someone has been exposed to an event that causes severe trauma. This also can be CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is when an individual experiences long-term trauma. When you're in a heightened state of fight or flight, which is being with somebody who is emotionally and physically abusing you in your home. This is episode 123, Recovering from PTSD, How to Heal Your Mind and Body. And our guest today, Charles Smith is a lifelong survivor of multiple different traumas, including but not limited to being orphaned at a young age, being a homeless veteran and surviving a suicide attempt 10 years before his son was born. He comes to us now as an inspiration of proof that you can overcome the worst that life has to offer and use your pain as a building block in supporting yourself and others. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hello, hello. Charles, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Raven. How are you?
1: Doing well. It's really nice. It's starting to feel like winter and fall over here in California. It's a little bit rainy, so that's a nice change of weather.
0: Do you guys have winter in California? <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is pretty much it, right? It's like, oh, maybe a sweater and a little bit of wetness. That's our winter.
0: <laughs> Massachusetts is a little different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Massachusetts is certainly different. Yes. So right. I am excited to dive into this conversation about PTSD. And I want to hear more of your story. You have been through a lot, as we've heard in the bio right before we jumped in this conversation. And you have endured a lot. So take us through a bit of that and then how did you even come to realize that you had this PTSD to work through?
0: All right. Well, I went undiagnosed for probably 30 years because I first got it when I was six years old when my mother passed away from drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Then my father moved and my sister in Ten Homes in Eleven Years I actually have a, a memoir book called Ten Homes in Eleven Years It explains that whole time. Hmm. And then father passed away when I was eleven. Right in front of me. I Oh my gosh. I, I woke up one morning and I could see my kitchen outside our bedroom we had a really small house me and my father shared a room and we had a mattress that didn't have a box ring our clothes were in cardboard boxes. our couch was a seat from a restaurant it was one of those really not the best place yeah my father did all he Mm -hmm. could for us but not the best place but um, I woke up, I seen my father making coffee, and I just had this awful feeling come over me. I can't explain it. I've had it many times since, but I can still can't explain it. But um, I woke up, and I got up, and I told my my dad, "Hey, I want to stay home from school. I'm not feeling well." He told me. I already missed enough of school because of all the moving around and everything. So then went in the bathroom and I stuck my finger down my throat so I could throw up. Mm. So I could show him, hey, I'm sick, I'm mm-hmm. staying home. Because I knew something was up. Yeah. So after that, I drove my sister to school. And then we went to a store to grab some items, milk and whatnot, probably, and I remember my father passed out on me there, and I you know, yelled, and the store clerk came running over, and he gave my father orange juice, oh. because he was a bad diabetic. And Then, went home, and my father passed out on, on me again. This time, I was the only one in the house. And I went mm-hmm. rushing over to my neighbor's house. I knew she was home. She was a stay-at-home mother. And we rushed him to the hospital her car. And then he passed out again, holding my hand while he was on a gurney. And then mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And I moved wow. back here to Massachusetts.
1: You had yeah, that's that's so much to take in and such at such a young age and you took on such a caregiver role already naturally, like you felt the premonition of something bad was gonna happen. That's intense.
0: Yeah, and even yeah. now I, I still have like that, that. I call it the Gibbs gut because I watch a lot of NCIS. So I call mm-hmm. it the Gibbs gut. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah that is your intuition your gut telling you Yep. Hi. yeah I, yeah you're, i can i can see that you're highly empathic to be able to feel that coming up so then i mean anybody that can, traumatically affects you and then you have that kind of knowing so it, it, it intensifies that Hey, Ambass! wanna take a break and share with you the number one thing to succeed in 2023, your soul's cheat codes from the stars. With the year quickly coming to a close, we are ending the year in a double Mercury retrograde with Mars also retrograding in Gemini. And early 2023 energy in the cosmos are and will be downright overwhelming. It's not too late. And yes, you can gain your soul alignment and get your DNA activation and discover your authentic self. But you have to have the cheat sheets in the Soul Alignment Masterclass that I co created with Magic Kathy. Are you ready to stop holding back and start shining your authentic self to live in peace and prosperity in 2023? Gain your immediate access to the 2023 astrology forecast with monthly breakdowns, DNA activation, spiritual rituals and the cheat codes to the mirror verse in the soul alignment masterclass today claim immediate access at 50 percent off now through december 19th plus coming up in my new narcissist survivor support community you have an opportunity to share your stories process your confusion and gain somatic healing joining in moon circles and have access to emotional tools to cope with the aftermath of narcissistic abuse and then thrive with them out of your life. You in fact get a unique chance to get into this new community as the founding members claim your 50% off membership for just $9.97 a month. That's less than a coffee and a croissant. So stay tuned and sign up to my newsletter to receive the link to join as a founding member as soon as I release it. You can heal, you can live a life full of peace, joy, and abundance without the narcissist triggering you all the time. You can do it, but you need to reach your hand out for help. And this community is that support for you. Now, back to the show. So then fast forward, you were in the army, right? So you experienced a lot of other intense experiences. I was in the army.
0: I was in a tank explosion in the military. The mm-hmm. tank mm-hmm. literally blew its top. And my mm-hmm. gunner, it was me in a driver's seat. And then mm-hmm. up top to my right, the, the gunner in the BC, Bradley Commander. And there was a misfire mm-hmm. with the gun, the barrel. All I remember is like a really loud bang. And then right for the tank blew, filled up with smoke, I remember seeing the barrel flying off going forward for like a split mm-hmm. second. Yeah. And then my, right. my gunner well, well. and my BC were yelling, screaming hysterically. And from what I'm told, I don't remember this myself, from what I'm told, I got out of my driver's mm-hmm. hatch after letting down the back of the Bradley because the back of the Bradley goes down kind of like a mm. a trunk in a way, mm-hmm. opposite, like a mm-hmm. trunk, a ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I got them out, and I just sat there with them while people were running over to us. That, that was in training. That wasn't mm-hmm. even in, like. And what I remember is, like, days afterwards, what I really recall, days afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, like, um, going to the hospital or anything else to get checked out.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a sign that you have post-traumatic stress is the the lack of memories. Like, it's just blank. There's nothing there.
0: Yeah. And TPI traumatic brain injury i also have because of that
1: yeah wow yeah yeah, of course Uh, so where were you in training then where was this
0: that was in national training center in california ntc so how if you were in the
1: training center was there like a what how did it explode like what happened
0: we were firing live live round down range like sterling okay. in our, our guns, and uh-huh. I don't know one of the one of the barrel one of the rounds I think, but it got stuck in the barrel, and or the barrel right. was faulty. Right. We didn't have our mm-hmm. own equipment that we normally use and maintain. We had equipment from them, so oh okay. Your guess is really as good as mine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh!
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well,
1: that probably brought up a lot of emotions, like of anger. Like they should have checked all this. We should have been safe. Like we're in training. What the hell, right?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And now I'm ninety yeah. percent service connected for most of that, which means that I'm mm-hmm. I have a compensation for that for the rest of my life. Right. i'm not sh- I'm not sure about the gunner wow. the base. don't talk to them yeah, mm.
1: yeah, wow. So all of this is, yeah, it's just an intense experience. Now, this, I think can relate to our audience because I love this post that you had put up on your Instagram lifelong experience. You talk about complex or compound post-traumatic stress occurs when we are exposed to prolonged trauma, such as human trafficking, housing instability, effects of war, and then I would even add emotional abuse because you're living with someone who is constantly putting you down. And CPTSD yeah. also occurs when you're subjected to multiple traumatic situations and events. So it could be a car accident. It could be... Physical beating. It could be loss of significant loved ones, and even viewing traumatic events like nine eleven and things of that sort.
0: Yeah, you don't even have to be in a situation to have PTSD from it. You know, you, mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people, when nine eleven happened, a lot of people were traumatized because our nation was under attack. And I, I remember yeah, yeah. the Boston bombing. I, like a week after that, me and my family went to Hawaii. And people mm-hmm. were traumatized in Hawaii because of the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I had to sit mm-hmm. back and, like, wow, you know, that that's like a good example of you don't even have to be in the. In the area, but that's all the way clear on the other side of the right. United States.
1: Like collective trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like you see it. It's real. It happened. It's real. And it could happen anywhere at any time. I think that's what the emotion behind that trauma is. Do you agree?
0: Yes. Yeah. Like active shooter. Mass shootings. Right. And all the other stuff that's happening in the world right now. I mean, yeah. I think we're. Yeah, United States I mean, I is think... one of the only one. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, you go. You go.
0: So, I was going to say, uh, United States is one of the only countries, I think, with school shooting, but there's active shooting, mass shootings, and Every country, almost. A lot of countries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the stats show that it's a lot, obviously a lot exponentially higher here, but it's not like it doesn't happen over there as well. It's just this kind of world, collective, human stress. Yeah. Stressful. So... Now, some of the listeners may be experiencing PTSD and not quite know it. Can you share with us a bit of the signs of PTSD?
0: Fear. Fear of, like, that happening again. Like a car accident or explosion or a death or that sort of thing if you have like anger issues due to an event that happened in your life that could be part of PTSD just nightmares, night terrors over, over the incident mm-hmm. yeah. high anxiety, heightened awareness sort of things yeah yeah
1: I remember um, having like waking up with my sleep was disturbed and it wasn't even a, a nightmare like it was like this dark shadow figure I wonder if that was a bit of like the spiritual realm interacting with my PTSD but it was creepy it was really scary
0: that could have been any I, I think anything's possible I've seen too much to (laughs) count out anything. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, and then we had mentioned also, like, your memories are blacked out. Like, you don't have memories of the event if you try and go back. Or even for me, like, I don't have good memories of certain events in my life or, like, whole chunks of my life. I don't have any memories with that person. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I'm... be writing my second memoir, pages 11 to 21 when I went to service. And I'm going to get my friends Mm -hmm. to help with that because I just blocked out so much of my life that I I don't remember. Yeah. When, when I was writing 10 homes in 11 years, my, I went to my sister, like, what can you tell me about our, our childhood? And one of the things that she told me was that after my father died and we moved back here to Massachusetts from Van Horn, Texas, I didn't talk for so was mm-hmm. i didn't I don't yeah. remember that at all,
1: wow, yeah, absolutely. that makes sense,
0: yeah, definitely. It's
1: like. It's almost like your brain shuts down, tries to process it all, and your body's in shock. And, I mean, it's it's a very real thing. I also remember experiencing, like, emotional meltdowns. I don't know if it's just me, but I would just, like, hear or smell something, and boom, I would just, like, be back in the abusive relationship, and I would just, like, start crying. Like, Oh, no, that, that can definitely intense, be Like, yeah, I can't yeah. control it. Yeah. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: five the five senses can play enormous tricks on you. I'm rewriting my positive thinking book and one thing that I put in there was that the mind has nothing on David Copperfield or David Blaine. Because (laughs) of the magic tricks that the mind can pull on us. Like I I this occasion where we my not that I live with, but we run out of oil, and we have to put diesel gasoline in. And I can't do mm-hmm. it. I have to have a friend of mine do it because I can't smell the diesel. Yeah, because the
1: diesel of, is directly connected to the tank.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I've seen also reactions, right, where there's like, you freeze, right? you Like, let's say you smell the diesel. Do you freeze when you smell I, it, or...
0: I've freezed and I have like a flashback. Like I uh-huh. remember being yeah. in the tank, and right. like, if I, if I smell it for too long, then it's like a memory. If you if you're in it too long, then it gets more involved. Was a flashback. Yeah,
1: it's a strange thing. It's like a body thing, I think, right? So, first your brain flashes back. And then for me, my experience was like my body felt like transported back into it and I felt sick. Like I had to figure out how to get my body like out of the memory. Like my whole body felt sick. Sometimes I would, my body would feel like. If you've ever had a high fever, some people experience totally different things when they have a high fever. But for me, well, as a child, I also, always felt like a rubber band being stretched and contracted when I had yeah. a high fever. And I felt that when my body would go back into the memory. Like, it was just like the weirdest, weirdest thing. Yeah, I, I
0: get like a client of mine, because I work for Aware Recovery Care. A client mm-hmm. of mine described it, it perfectly. Like, a second for you, if you're in a car accident or a near mess, and just when you realize that you missed the car, that emotion Mm -hmm. that you get, like Mm that height and, like, fear.
1: The adrenaline? Yeah, the adrenaline.
0: Mm -hmm. That's how he feels a lot of days. And I feel that way, but I also feel, like, chained confined yeah. for me mm-hmm. that's one of the worst feelings that i could ever i wouldn't do good in prison. So I, I just feel like all right get me out of here <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: like claust, like like claustrophobic right you feel exactly confined, yeah and you feel yeah like, oh, like I, i'm claustrophobic i could be, an, like, I could be in like an open body, field you know, wiggle out of my skin yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could
0: be in an yeah. open field and uh-huh. still feel that uh-huh. like claustrophobia. It's like such an yeah easy feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it all transpires differently in us.
0: Yeah, I think it's different for a lot of people, and to but look I think at the someone
1: red. That's common, right? Is it, it goes back to our bodies, right?
0: When you look at somebody that has post-traumatic stress, they look like everybody else. Like, it's not like an exterior injury. It's more interior. And, like, before COVID, I was running a program downtown in a veteran facility on, on PTSD. Mm-hmm. And people would drive by, like, go get jobs and this and that and... These people can't. It, they might look yeah. normal on the outside, but there's a reason why almost 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Because yeah. of PTSD. Yeah. Because it's that debilitating.
1: Right. Yeah, like you said, you know, that feeling of whatever that intense feeling is, is like, they just want it to stop, and it seems to keep recurring day after day. I, I completely understand that. And yeah. it's just tragic, really, because they're serving our country. They're putting their lives on the line, and what what are they getting in the aftercare? Nothing. Just go get a job, you know? Yeah. There oh, are some programs. Like you said, you were working in a program.
0: Yeah, I was volunteering in a program. About uh, I I would I would uh, run a PTSD group there once a once a week, on Sundays. But yeah, even within the VA system, you know, it's like we need to have a translator in order to get anywhere in anywhere with the VA because they have a certain way of talking, and if you're not that way, then you don't get anywhere, which is really mm-hmm. sad for veterans. I got this guy Sean from Cord Patriots, and he's he's the reason that I'm ninety percent service connected right now. It's for the longest time they wouldn't even give me a second look, and now I'm mm. doing a lot better. Mm. It's sad that so many veterans have to go through that.
1: It is really sad. And on top of that, right, that's the obvious collective wound. Like Our veterans are experiencing this, and we as citizens are experiencing this from what's happening in the world. We even have post-traumatic stress from the pandemic. And then on top of it, we have these very toxic or and or narcissistic people in our lives. Who did like to make us feel crazy and think that the problem is all us and we're emotionally abused and stamped down. So then you have all of that trauma going yep. on. And so it's like a real like emotional intelligence and mental health. It is on the rise for the awareness to be like 911. Like they have the phone number If for mental health is 966. I have to double check that. but I'm pretty sure it's 966 versus so. a long hotline. So it's like, it's getting there, but we still need to continue to bring awareness. But I think it all starts with ourselves and our journey. Like, what can we do that we can control? Because we can't control the big system. We can't do this. But where can we find success? Where can we find happiness out of this experience that we're having with PTSD? So can you share a bit of some of the things that have helped you in doing that?
0: Well, it's about mindfulness. It's about coping skills and wellness. Learning mindfulness is perfect because mainly because of flashbacks. You know mindfulness teaches you to stay in the here and now. So if you are experiencing a flashback, then you have those skills to fall back on. Coping skills are different for everybody. I use meditation, I use breathing techniques, I use yoga, martial arts. We have a place over here called Purgatory Chasm where I love to walk. It's like a a nature trail type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Walking, yes, that sounds so silly and simple, but actually I remember my therapist telling me that there is scientific studies that if you're experiencing PTSD, to get your brain to be like, have a movement. Either your eyeballs are moving left, right, like you're watching a tennis ball, or you're walking, like your feet are going left, right, left, right. There has to be that that left, right brain activity that calms down the nervous system. And it's extremely powerful and it is free to walk. So that's such yeah. a good
0: tool. You know, that one thing I do too is I use a tennis ball, I throw it up against a wall and I alternate mm-hmm. hands and catch it the other hand yeah you know, and that
1: oh that's great I like
0: it. yeah that calmed me down too mm-hmm. yeah and overall wellness just yeah just the sleeping that makes sure you're going sleep make sure you're right your environment to save all, all that comes in the mm-hmm. factor for sure
1: yeah Yeah, I remember. And PTSD can take a while to completely subside. Like, I remember having a lot of spells right after. And like you said, your mind plays tricks on you, and you never know when it's going to pull that trick. And like, I feel like it was maybe even like seven years out, I saw something, it triggered, I had a flashback, and I felt like really nauseous. Like, I, I was driving, and I'm like, I can't throw up in the car. I have to hold it in, I can't throw up. And so I was like having this weird moment and I just remember going I just breathe and I like just kept like taking deep breaths in and deep breaths out and eventually letting the tears fall it it subsided right so also to know that it's similar to like a tide coming in like it comes in and then it leaves it's not going to be there for forever so knowing like this is not going to last forever
0: right exactly mm-hmm. and paranoia oh, is another one right? especially in like domestic violence because you're constantly looking over your shoulder. Yeah. See if that person, you know, if, if the person's hundreds of miles away, you just keep on looking over your shoulder not knowing if, if it's going to, if he's going to, he or she is going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, now with the internet, it's even more like means for paranoia because you've got, they can hack into your accounts, they can get in through the dark web, they can have someone, private investigator, all these different things. So I always tell people as they're trying, they're exiting and leaving, I have a workshop created to make sure that you're doing all these safely, have the two step auth- authentication on all of your um, words. Like I even have an app okay. called LastPass. That'll generate a really complicated, like cryptic password for you, no matter whatever length you want to choose, whatever length, and then just Mm. save it in your phone, have a face ID, even using not your browser. Like if you're trying to leave using like the library, right? So it's not, they're not being able to track your IP address and like what you're searching just, and all this only is I'm aware of it because my ex hacked into my email and was able to see that I was signed a lease and I was on my way out. Thankfully, he didn't do anything violent, but that is mm. a risk that you take because they can be very aggressive because their toy is going to leave them and they don't want their toy to leave. So right. yeah, just a side note about yeah. all of that. technology no, yeah, paranoia. paranoia. It is for real. Yeah, for real. And Man. then you're always in this constant stress state with them. So when you leave, it's not like all of a sudden your constant stress state is gone. You've been in your heightened fight or flight for so long, your body doesn't know how to, like, relax and be normal. Exactly. So this is yeah. why you're experiencing this PTSD, right? Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. Speaking about a private investigator, I I did that for a while. And one way that I would always follow people, if, I was, if that was the assignment, to follow someone, you would think of waiting outside someone's house. People are like automatic drones, especially in the morning and after work. They they mm-hmm. go from point A to point B the same way. I would wait down the street. I could even wait in their their favorite coffee spot, and then follow them from there. Mm-hmm. So it's barely unsuspected. So what I what I wrote in one of my books and how many routes? do you know from work and home how many routes can you can you come up with choose a different route every day even if it's (laughs) stopping at a different Dunkin Donuts or a different coffee shop or whatever just don't be a drone because 70% of people walk through life Unalert, unaware, and unprepared, and yeah. that's when trouble finds you. That's when—that's
1: great advice.
0: That's when it's easy to get in trouble too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who I like that. Especially if you're in a safe house, I always take lots of different routes so that they can't find that safe house. So oh, yeah, before definitely. we close, I wanted to talk, right? Yeah. Before we close, I wanted to talk a bit about your perspectives on finding success through change and growth. Okay. Operation Awaken the Metamorphosis Inside You. I like that. So what was your motivation behind writing this book? Yeah.
0: Honestly, my motivation for that was when Robin Williams passed away and I think Chester Bennington just passed away at that time. And all these people that want money, money's going to fix everything. Money is just the the end result. I I get money, I'm going to be happy. Didn't work for these people.
1: It's a myth. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a big myth. And so, the way that we truly get to be happy is by growth and finding success, not through money. I mean, money's great. We all need it in this day and age. But to be truly happy, it takes a lot more than the almighty dollar bill.
1: Yeah. Be grateful for what you have right now be grateful for that cozy coat you have if that's all you have be grateful and that energy yeah. multiplies yeah mm-hmm.
0: i found myself like i i call my homeless stint my crucible that was the mm-hmm. worst part of my life but hmm I found the most important thing in my life, and that was that I wasn't alone. I totally changed my perspective on my own success.
1: When you were homeless, what was there like a moment in time or a certain person that connected the dots for you that showed you that you weren't alone? Or was there like a higher power?
0: I kind of want to say it might have been a higher power that, that put me in that situation. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. it happened because I was in a very dark depression and I ended up almost taking my own life. And uh, mm-hmm. one thing I always tell people on podcasts is 20 years ago, I I tried to take my own life And now I have a 10-year-old son do the math. If I succeeded back then, he wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here talking to you. I wouldn't be a seven-time author. The list just goes on and on of things that wouldn't happen. So all of my books, I think, I feel deliver that message. Keep on pushing forward, no matter how bad things get. Mm. Because if you keep on pushing forward, then, you know, you'll find your way through. And you'll Mm. end up on the other side and end up in a better life.
1: Yes. Now, those who are listening that feel stuck, trapped, and they do just... Want to take their life because it seems easier than the road out from the narcissist. Because I know I've been there too. What was that moment where you realized maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should keep pushing on? Like, what was that for
0: you? When I was homeless, it was when I seen all the different veterans that were hurting just as bad as I was. Like, there was a guy Ford who um, had lost his legs. He was one of the most, and I got so much wisdom from him. It was unbelievable. And Mm -hmm. he lost his legs. It's like, you would think that a homeless guy with no legs would be depressed. But he was. He he was, he was there for the other people too. I drew strength from him and other people that I came across beautiful thank you, yeah,
1: and that's why I always tell everyone to keep their beautiful, unique light shining because you never know who it's going to touch to lift up and say, You're not alone. I've suffered there with you as well i I'm always saying, we're here still in the trenches. It's not like we're high up on a pedestal. We still have humans we have to interact with. And our own inner demons we're constantly working on every day. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in the trenches with you. You are not alone. You are seen, beautiful empath as you're listening. You are heard. You can always reach out and leave a comment. DM me. You're always heard. You are always loved. Because you do have a unique purpose. And yours is incredible, Charles, writing all your books, continuing to inspire, having a beautiful son. I mean, that, I that is abundance, for, right? Like emotional yeah. abundance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked for one of the most amazing addiction recovery places that I've ever come across called Aware Recovery Care. It's an IHAB program Hi. where we get, yeah, we, we meet the client where they're at. I have means in home mm. addiction treatment, and we meet the client oh. where they're at, and we have the client for a whole year. So it, that's life changing itself, and just like yes. watching the client. And I, I really don't like that word client, but I like person I support better. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. watch, yes, watching them go record, from, yeah. yeah, but watching them go from right out of detox into the first year of their recovery is just amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, some of us just need a hand to pull us out of the quicksand, to be there, to hold. Mm-hmm.
0: Not a hand out, but a hand up.
1: Beautiful. Yes, I love that. Not a hand out, but a hand up. Because the power is within all of us, right? We can't take someone else's path or journey. But if we need to hold someone's hand because we're crippled a bit to get back up and to heal and rise up in our journey. Yeah, we just need a little arm and a hand to hold. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Charles, for being here. Share with us where everyone can connect with you.
0: LifeLongExperience.net has everything from the books to the merchandise that I have for, for experience to all my links on social media. Okay, yep. perfect.
1: Yep. Beautiful. Well, thank you thank so much, Charles. It's been an honor and pleasure speaking with you.
0: Thank you very much. Thank
1: you so much, Empath, for listening and tuning in every week, three times a week. And making sure that you're subscribing and rating and reviewing this podcast. If you enjoy it, take a screenshot and share it on your social medias with a friend and tag me at Raven Scott Show. I would be so grateful if you do that. I'll share it back in my stories and we'll just perpetuate the love and expand the reach of this teeny tiny, tiny boutique podcast. Claim all of these and more in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. And of course, my book, Empath and the Narcissist: How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting and Manipulation, is available on Amazon and Audible Now. There was so much support for you this holiday season. So many exciting things are happening in the studio to assist you in your spiritual journey and out of the dark and to help you shine your magical sparkling light. And remember, always keep your unique light shining.